previously on Two Past Midnight. Well, I guess that's the uh, end of the Humvee for a while, so... Have we decided how we're moving Murph around from this point on? A couple hours go by, and you guys don't see anything from them. Forward group to school bus. School bus, what's your position? Guys, I don't like this. The three of us go back to, to try and scout and see what's where they're at. Why, why is all this shit falling out of the sky? This airborne soot is the result of hundreds of nuclear strikes detonated in recent years. We'll follow this road up a little ways and see if we can't pick up the trail. Never thought I'd be happy to be back in a tank. So you're sitting there looking out. All of a sudden you see movement. Straight recon, right? Yep. Straight recon. No successes. Oh, this is when we all die inside of a tin can. You think you see movement. <laughs> now you hear footsteps on top of the tank. Tung, tung. Tung, tung, tung. He stays perfectly still and quiet. Tung, 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 and like jump off. And then another tung 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 and also it's like tung 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 like on the hatch tung 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 someone's trying to open it and you hear someone outside in Polish say something tung 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 Mr. Cole Mr. Cole Captain Emmett Captain Emmett Mr. Cole they jump off Harrison pokes them or tries to wake them up. Okay. You can hear some voices outside. Guys, there's somebody out there. I don't know if they're... They they might be speaking Russian or Polish. I don't know. But there's somebody outside. There's at least two. Cole wakes up and sees if he can hear anything. He starts awake. Okay. So, as you guys start to wake up, all of a sudden you hear <coughs> outside, you hear an explosion. What the hell's going on? I would assume that wakes everybody up. Yeah, that wakes you all up. All of a sudden you just boom, and there's a giant fucking explosion outside, and people screaming and yelling in Polish. And, uh, what do you guys do? I mean, is there, it, inside of the tank, is there any way we can, I mean, basically try and get a get a look at what's going on yeah you can look out from like the little portholes that are in the tank I don't know if they call them portholes and tanks but that's what they call them in navy so I was it. trying to think of the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like what the fuck do they call that they're a porthole on this land submarine <laughs> <laughs> viewing slot is it a viewing slot I was gonna say view screen but that's not correct yeah you're a viewing slot you look out and you can see a group of people running around. You see a bunch of people on the ground and they're like people running up to them and then they kind of scatter and they're like running off down the road. Do we recognize any of these people? Nope. But you, you saw about eight people and then you see like four people on the ground. What do you do? If anything. 
Uh, <laughs> I, I think we gotta get out of here. But like those people have taken off running away from you guys. Those people were we able to tell if they had uh I mean were they armed soldiers, civilians? I mean anything? Just just silhouettes running in the darkness? Yep, pretty much. Oh man. Okay. Um Oh heck. But judging from where the four bodies were, uh, Harrison, it was near that unexploded ordnance by that one tank earlier. <laughs> That's just what I was thinking. Um, I, I forgot to mention that there were <laughs> there <laughs> there looked like there were some shells and stuff over there, but I, I didn't pay it no mind. I didn't think it was important. Neither did the GM until this card came up. Maybe they were messing with it. I don't know who they is. Or just stumbled across it. So what do you guys want to do? Y'all reckon that was some of our peoples? Cole will put on the night vision goggles. And... Open the top port and look out. Okay. So you look out. And you can see four bodies over in that area where the explosion was and it like the explosion like blew the ash that was around it out at about 20 meter radius just poof. and uh, you can see four people kind of within that radius like lying on the ground you can see one of them kind of starting to crawl nothing from the rest of the group though right no the other three are just laying there motionless but one of them seems to be crawling. But we're under the impression that some died and then the group still ran off, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. They ran off to the west. What'd you see up there? Ugh, three dead, one injured. Can't find the remainder of the party. Looks like they... Headed towards the west. I don't hear a vehicle or anything. It sounds like they were all on foot. Was it our friends? I'm not close enough to the body to identify anything, am I? Well, a recon roll. Straight up? And this was uh, 50 meters away, so in reality, the um, night vision goggles aren't going to give you a benefit on it, but go ahead and roll it without that plus two. So, minus two. Nothing. Do you want to push that roll? Nope. Yeah, you're not sure. You just see a person, they're crawling away from you, so all you can kind of see is their back. Cole crawls out of the tank and puts himself on the east side of the tank, so therefore he's using the tank as cover to the west. Mm -hmm. um, he waits a beat. When he gets an all clear, he heads towards the bodies, towards the, the one that's alive, if he can. Okay. Harrison scrambles out of the tank after him. You start walking over to the, the one body that's crawling. It's not a fast crawl. It's a slow crawl. It's kind of like dragging himself. You get over there. You see what appears to be a civilian refugee, tattered clothes. With like a... They had, by this point, crawled into the ash... And now you can see, like, a trail of blood in the ash. Kind of following. That they're leaving behind. You get closer. 
sitting there, still kind of just dragging themselves along. And all of a sudden, they, they kind of stop and, like, roll over on their back and look up and they see you. Start to try to mumble. They're gone. But no, you do not recognize them. You said they just look like standard civilians. They look like refugees in tattered clothes. Did he have a weapon on him? No weapon. Go back and check the other three. Did they have any weapons on them? Nope. Yeah, I mean, you don't, they don't look like they have any weapons on them. I mean, you're going to search them, search them, or are you just going to like... No, I'm just like, I will see if they're holding an M4 or whatnot, yeah. No. I didn't know if you were going to loot the bodies or not. Nope. At this point, I was just making seeing if they were armed or if they're just scavengers. It appears they're probably just scavengers. Um, Cole takes a beat to see if he can hear anybody else in the distance. Yeah, you don't really hear anything in the distance. Seems quiet. You can see the footprints going through the ash. Heading off towards the northwest. And we didn't even get a full shift into rest, did we? Not yet. I think we should just get back in the tank and and forget all about this. Yeah. All right, so Cole will... Um, now he'll actually kind of rifle through the bodies real quick. Okay. See if there's anything in their pockets or if they have rations or water. Or a... Uh, a radiation suit. No, they do not have a radiation suit. Um, roll me a scrounging roll. Can't remember what that is. Is that survival or recon? Survival, yeah. Do you want to push a roll? I do want to push it, and I'm just re-rolling. It looks like a 12. Do you want to spend the challenge coin to not take stress for this? Nope, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm a, I'm a gambling today. Okay, all right. <laughs> you get to roll coolness under fire for that, by the way. That point of stress. Oh! Fail. Boo. Take one point of stress, but you do find something. Roll me percentile. Oh, man. Come on. Another skateboard. 36. Ooh, with two skateboards, you could push Murph around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Guess who's back in business, Murph? <laughs> so you notice that one of the bodies is a uh, a teenage boy. And you find in his pockets, it's the only thing worthwhile. Everything else is like papers and fucking pictures, shit like that. But in his pockets, you find uh, six fireworks. Hey, um, that's awesome. And they will function as flares, basically. What it says here is fireworks, D6, still functional, as flares. So more more distraction than explosion. Yeah, yeah. Or signaling. Like a signal flare. All right, so Cole puts those in his pocket, heads back to the tank, lays back down. When he, he's, he's dusting, he's trying to get as much of that stuff off of him as possible. Because he's pretty uh, gun-shy of this radiation. He's doing everything he can to 
get as much ash off of him. Captain Emmett, I think it, it was it was a good thing that we closed that hatch and locked it. So yeah, I'm gonna dust as much of that stuff off me as possible, keep myself clean, then head back to try to finish my nap. You reckon they were just trying to find, find like scrounge stuff? Yeah, just scroungers and scavengers, I'd say. Wrong place at the wrong time. They scared the holy hell out of me when they were banging on the top of the turret. Could have been much worse, man. Alright, so you guys are all back in the tank. You're going back to sleep? Is that what's happening? Yep. Okay. That scared the hell out of me. <laughs> Alright, so you... You get back to the tank. Did Emmett even come out of the tank? Nope. I did not see Emmett come out of the tank. No, Emmett, uh, Emmett stayed in the tank and watched through the, uh, slits while you guys went around and messed around. Captain Emmett, I was scared as hell. You, you cool as cucumber. I just try not to make a move before a move needs to be made. I had no idea what was banging on that on that turret. I had this vision in my mind of a grenade being dropped in and we'd all be screwed. Just remember, catch and throw. Alright, what are your current rads now, Cole? Four. Alright. Uh even after you took that extra one? I started with three, I took one. I thought it was stress I took. Uh, well, yeah, but you took one rad and then so forth. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I started with three. I took one for the snow. Right. And then I took one damage for the snow. Roll me a stamina roll at a, just a straight up stamina roll. Do you want to push that roll? Yes, I do. Hey. Nice. Woohoo. So you, next day, you're starting to feel a little bit better. Cole, roll me a d6. Emmett, roll me a d6. And Harrison, roll a d6. A one, of course. <laughs> Permanent rad. You were now at four rads. Wow. Brian, your rad goes away. That one you just took. All right. And same with you, Chris. If I could take that rad from you, I would. I only got one. So far, my d6s have not been doing well for me but yeah so you start to see the sun come up someone somebody else roll me another d6 for the weather i can roll weather still cloudy and it is now the 13th of may so did we just do one shift at night or do we two, do two or that was one shift at night that was basically i was letting harrison be on watch okay Perfect. it's nighttime now it's morning so you guys can do what you want now but my one damage did not go away correct um, not yet, no, because it, you just now stopped being sick, so that won't yep. go away till you actually rest a whole other shift. What do you guys want to do? It's morning. Not all of you slept. Only Harrison was up all night. Rise and shine, boys. Ugh. Ooh, feeling much better. Harrison, why don't you rack out and we'll move out after you catch some Z's. 
if Cole rests again, he can actually heal that one point of stress. I was gonna say, if I rest again, I can get rid of both a damage and a stress. Alright, I was gonna say, we could just go and I'll sleep when we sleep. Yeah, but then you start pushing your stamina to even be able to function. Coolness under fire roll. Alright, well, I, I slept in a tank many a time. I'll be perfectly comfortable here. I'll I go night and night. Oh, by the way, I don't know if anyone's eaten today. I'll throw one out, yeah. And it looks like Emmett does not have any food. Yeah, well, we never got any uh, moose divvied out. Oh, yeah. Um, that was a bunch of rations, too. Uh, I think every, I think when we did the math, everybody got two from the moose. That sounds right. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, I'm cool with that. So, I guess you'd all use up a water and food ration. But Emmett, so you're on watch. Are you staying in the tank, or are you going outside the tank? Oh, I'm staying in. Okay. So you're sitting there for a while in the morning. You'll get out, and it's cloudy, and with that ash, and it kind of looks like a really dirty snow. Almost pretty. If you didn't know any better. Yeah, you sit there for a while. You kind of look out, and you can see the trail that that group took to the northwest where that circle was where the explosion was you can see the four bodies still sitting over there and it is Saturday May 13th 2000 and all's quiet on the whatever fucking front you're on what do you want to do morning shift has passed you guys can do whatever you want now in this game every direction to front yeah. What do you want to do? It is now daytime. Someone roll me a d6. Let's see what the weather's doing again. I got it. Feeling another one. Hey, a four. Still cloudy. You guys should be hoping for rain in reality, but... Well, that's true. <laughs> Cold steps out. Oh, the nice little stretch. Grabs binoculars and steps down and uh, tries to catch his bearings. All right, guys. Uh, what direction we want to go? We should be... Are we on the edge of this town? Yeah, you're on the edge of the town. And actually, now that it's not all ashy and nighttime, you can see that this this town's blown to shit. It's gone. Like, it's just... Nothing's left of it. It's a bunch of, like, blown up, blown to shit buildings. This could be a fun place to scrounge when we got a little bit more time. But unfortunately, I don't think we got it today. According to my map, if we head west, there's another town... Which I'd say is one of the closest options if our people were picked up within a, a short rust or a short drive. You want to check that out? Uh, from your map, there it looks like we got about a fifty-fifty shot. We got Hex Town to the west, Hex Town to the north. Yeah, and um, yeah. And then we got Hex and uh. Doc and the paraplegic. So, kind of at a loss what to do from here. Quick question for you guys. Who was it that disguised up and camouflaged the Humvee for you guys? Since I assume this is going to be a recon roll, I'm going to say it was Harrison. Okay, I'm going to say that you guys could have all assisted and you'd have a plus three. With a plus 
Could Murph have assisted and told him how to do it? It's it's still going to be max plus three. Another plus one on it, so plus four, and you would have taken your time, so let's say plus five. So it's an A and an A. There you go. That's because you guys were taking your time doing it. That's why. Still got to roll again. Two successes. It's invisible. Oh, it's an opposed roll. Oh, is it? Awesome. Yeah, they're all opposed <laughs> rolls. I don't know why you guys think it's just success means success. Wrong game. Clearly. <laughs> Nothing in this game means success. It's just how bad is it? <laughs> hey, Jeremy. Are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. You want to move over to Dialone for me real quick? Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> Dialone 2. Murph and Doc are about to get fucked. Dialone in <laughs> Son of Dialone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Poor Murph is so useless. I can picture it. Doc's like, hey Murph, there's people coming. What do you want me to do about it? Shoot him. It's like everything in this game is treacherous, right? We get food, it's got radiation. Water, radiation. Like, nothing positive, just... Nope. Like, everything's got a negative caveat. Oh, you're walking, it's fine. It's snowing radiation. Awesome. You get a pet dog. It has radiation poisoning. Hey, Chris? Yes, sir? Uh, go over to Dialone for me. Oh, no. We can die together. Dialone 2, Electric Boogaloo. So on a scale of 1 to 10, how boned are we right now? <laughs> 14 bone. When, when, the, when the, the three veterans move over to die alone and leave us over here, how boned are we? <laughs> We're good until dice start rolling. <laughs> when it becomes trouble. Chris, you and Doc are sitting there in the Humvee, and all of a sudden, you hear... Doc kind of looks over at you. That's the those are the call signs we were just using. Remington G six was that was our group. Well, no, no G six, no G six was in the group, but the forward. Oh, I get it. So they knew what we were. Yeah, you knew who we were. G six. Wait, like, hold on, and he responds back. G six, this is for observer. Uh. Repeat, over. For a group, this is Remington G6. Uh, it's catching your traffic and trying to ascertain your location, over. What we, Murphy, what do we do? Ask them to identify their, themselves. Well, I mean... Do you recognize the voice? It, I, I don't, but, I mean, G6, that's, um... They're taking too long. Oh, yeah, we're super boned. <laughs> yeah. I'd say we're at least a, a five or better on the bone scale. <laughs> we're boned. They're boned. The people we left behind are boned. Everybody boned. Well, if I had to guess, I mean, you, you, you gave them cover, but that doesn't mean they didn't get seen with an opposed role, so... Yeah. I mean, he could basically be talking about how Murph died. <laughs> it's true. And then we haven't found the refugees, so Jeremy's been sitting in silence all evening, so who knows? I know. I feel bad for him. I do too. But like he told Bradley, 
This is what happens when you die. <laughs> Nobody's going to tell us. We're going to have to listen to the episode to find out what's going on over there. Absolutely. Command control? Communications? That G6? Holy shit. Uh, G6, please identify. Over. This is Remington G6. Actual. Over. That like... Dude, what the fuck? Murph would know this, so that we're assuming that's the commander themselves. It's Third Cav Regimental. Oh, there you go. And that's the the company commander, or unit commander, or whatever. Or the G six actual. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah. Shit, Doc. Give them our location. I, we got our guys out there. We don't know where the fuck our people are. You say give them the location. Fuck yeah, they're clearly Americans. They, they're knowing. That he knows our protocol. Yeah, he, he calls back and he's like, G6, this is uh, whatever fuck his call sign would be. So that you could identify him as like the medic, <laughs> basically. And uh, yeah, it gives you like the location, but he gives you the same coordinates again. Doc steps out of the Humvee, grabs the binoculars that we don't have anymore, looks across the bridge without binoculars, and goes, uh, Murphy, I see him over there. It's it's just one man, one guy. Wave him over, bring him in. Uh, Roger, we're on the north side of the bridge, uh, trees to the east side of the road, over. Hey, Doc. Yeah. You got that 50 still? Yeah, you're just going to have to position me where I can... Doc picks the 50 up. (laughs) There's not really a good way to position you, Murphy. (laughs) Forward group, this is Remington G6. Crossing over. Over. Murph grabs the M4 that he had, or the M4 M16, whatever he's got, but just has it pointed out the door there's nothing you can fucking do when he gets over here doc just verify him vet him we'll do we'll do so doc's got the 50 he's laying on top of the humvee looking out across the the water watching the bridge roger i'm covering you over and uh you can see the clump of trees uh jeremy can't quite make out anything in the clump of trees did he say he had me covered? I hope he's not pointing a rifle at me. I guess we're about to find out. I love how on the map we actually haven't really moved very far. <laughs> no, we've just we're still in that corner. I zoomed out quite a bit and I was like, oh dude, we have not seen nothing. Yeah, we have literally circled the same section quite a few times. Mm-hmm. And we have failed to infiltrate any real cities. Oh, cities don't exist to me anymore. Yeah, after Parju, yeah, they don't. They, yeah, no bueno. Uh, yeah, I'm going around. <laughs> yeah, they're doing major stuff over there. We're screwed. Oh, they're having like their own solo episode over there. <laughs> the whole secondary campaign. <laughs> all right, turns out they all saved the world. <laughs> yeah. 
They found the boat. Dang it. <laughs> Just Emmett and Cole in a tank. So he he stands up and starts going across the bridge and he's he he's got his pistol out and he's kind of walking backwards occasionally looking behind him and and he's got his head on a swivel but he's going slow almost like he's patrolling across the bridge just waiting for shots to ring out or anything to happen so it's it's going to take him a while to get to the other side of that bridge right so you make it to the other side of the bridge eventually and uh Murphy Doc looks down at you and says All right, I'm going to go I'm going to go check him out hold on Whoa, whoa, before you go, no vehicle, no nothing, just him? Him on foot. One person. I, did, I checked the, uh, the other side of the road. I didn't see anybody. Has he got a walkie-talkie? Do I have a walkie-talkie? No, does the guy have a walkie-talkie? Like, how is he connected? No, he has a man pack. He has a radio. Be careful. Yeah, we'll do. So, you get to the other side of the bridge. Jeremy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you see what appears to be a medic with a 50 caliber sniper rifle comes walking out of the tree line. It's against the Geneva convention, isn't it doc? Uh, I believe it's only against the Geneva convention for me to fire this weapon, sir. <laughs> I suppose you're right. soldier. <laughs> I suppose you're right. There's uh, absolutely nothing. Uh, there's no violation for me to carry this weapon. I guess that is technically the truth. You got me there, soldier. How many's with you? Uh, just me and uh, another... What was it? Sergeant First Class? Is that right, Chris? Yep. Yeah, just, it's uh, just me and Sergeant First Class uh, Murphy. I'm a... Uh, sorry, sorry. Sir, it's a... Uh, uh, specialist? Corporal? Uh, I don't think we ever established his rank. I thought he was a specialist. Yeah. I'm going to go with specialist. I think he is specialist. Yeah. So, uh, Specialist Smith, uh, sir, you know, most people, it's either Doc or Smitty. Well, Specialist Smith, uh, good to meet your acquaintance. I've been, I've sergeant. been out here on my own for a little bit. He's um, a sergeant. <laughs> what's that? He's a sergeant, apparently. Sergeant Smitty. Yeah. Oh, Sergeant Smitty? Apparently. Well, you got field promoter. Well, Sergeant Smitty, I've been out on my own for a little bit, um... You mind if I come in? This uh, standing here on the road seems a little out yep. in the open. Back here, sir, we have the Humvee, but it's out of gas. I don't know if this is tension building or just making me scared. I don't know. They've been over there for a long minute now. I'm guessing it's not because somebody walked by and everything was fine. Oh, no, no, no. Nothing is fine. There is no fine in this game. There's no silver lining. There's no, hey, great, things went awesome. This is awesome. No, this game goes bad, worse, worser, and the only reason it lets you up to have air is just to just so that it can watch you struggle again as you drown. Yeah, it's more fun. <laughs> ah, let him get just a little, and now back to punishment. Yep. <laughs> We've got. Um, I'm I'm sorry, sir. I didn't catch your name. Right. I didn't introduce myself. Major Winkler. Major Major Winkler, from uh, Third Cav. Third Cav Regimental G6. Major, I get out and salute you or shake your hand, but I can't do either. If you saluted me right now, I'd bust you down. <laughs> you ought to know better, Sergeant First Class. Apparently, you don't have a sense of humor. 
<laughs> What's wrong with you, soldier? Doc thinks I got a broken back. Healing, though. It's healing. Yeah, he's got a couple fractured um, vertebrae from a round he took um, during a firefight. Um, he's starting to get some feeling back in his in his feet. Um, he probably, if I had to put a, a number on it, might be like uh, about a week and a half, two weeks, probably. I'm sure Doc will have you in ship shape in no time. God, I hope so. And he kind of looks over at Doc and he gives him this glance of severity. Given the week, week and a half, that's a long time. I mean, that's what it is, sir. I wrote up a light duty chit for him. <laughs> I see he's on bed rest. Yep. <laughs> oh, yep. you're a comedian too, sir. Great. Got a lot of those. <laughs> <laughs> we already knew Doc likes jokes. All right, let's cut back over to the other guys. So I don't want to leave them too long by themselves. Yeah, this is no bueno. I feel like we should have started a stopwatch when they left. Yeah, no kidding. All right, we're back. Sorry, guys. Hi, guys. Is anybody crying when they get by? Hmm? No. Always crying. So, yeah. So, you guys woke up. Edmund was on watch. He wakes the rest of you guys up. What do you guys want to do? Still cloudy. I mean, it's daytime. Is there any way we can find any tracks to track these guys? The civilians that went running off? The refugees? Refugee. Our, our people that we think are in came this way. I mean, the the closest thing to tracks you have are the civilian, the refugees that went running northwest. And that's just like about eight people's footsteps in gray ash. No tank tracks, nothing? No. Everything else was road. I mean, you see tank tracks from these tanks that came up in to where these tanks are, but these ones look like they were headed east when they met their unfortunate end. Well, Harrison, let's let's break down the situation with some real talk. Captain Emmett, we still gonna go keep looking for our people? At all those, only one of those was our people. LT was the only one left back with that group. Other than, uh, other than the new guy who came in with Yuri. Yeah. So, I don't want to see anything bad happen to these people, but we also are, at this point, I mean, really sifting through ashes here. The road forks, they could have gone either direction. The further we move north, the further away from the tank that Yuri said he saw, we're moving away from. We're also leaving Murph and Doc... Sitting ducks in the bushes. I am thoroughly at a loss here. I am completely open to suggestion. What do you think, Mr. Cole? Well, I don't have an answer as to where they're at. I'd say we regroup and head west, follow the, the only intel that we have. We gave it a shot. We didn't abandon them, but by golly, we can't follow them to the ends of the earth. Yeah, well, and they're definitely moving a lot faster than we are. I think we just kind of be wandering around senseless like. They, they're in vehicles. They could be anywhere. I'd say our best bet is to try and head, follow the road back to Murph. Get Murph, get Doc, and 
I mean, the rest of the refugees, they they seem to know that uh, Krakow was a rendezvous point. So I think our best bet is to get back on track with them and start heading back that way. Hopefully we can find the tank that Yuri had seen. At this point we are, I mean, we're chasing ghosts through the ash. Cole just nods his head, heads towards the road. Well, I assume we're going to kind of head southwest, essentially, then. Yeah, we'll just... We'll we'll just follow the road back down. Yeah. I mean, it is kind of covered in ash, so roll survival still. But give yourself a plus two. Plus two? Ooh. A double success. And a recon from whoever's reconning. One success. So you guys are walking along, still cloudy. Roll me another survival and another uh, recon. Got a success. And then recon plus two. Holy quadruple success. Wow. All right. I know how I'm going to do that. All right. So you guys are walking along the road. Occasionally, you know, you go buy some trees, destroyed houses, fields. In the fields, you can see, like, corpses of cattle that look like, you know, they've long since perished, you know, and you can see, like, rotting corpses, just, like, bones kind of sticking up, maybe been picked a little bit by wild animals, scavengers. Damn poor cows. As you're going along, you see a single house. You can hear, like, a, a bird singing from, like, a single tree that's still, like, in front of this house. Uh, its limbs uh, seem to be stripped bare by fire. And you can hear, like, someone wailing. You want to go check that house out? Might as well. We know how much you like scrounging. <laughs> you ain't wrong. You think somebody's hurting there, or they just... or or. Find out something bad. Well, everything bad happens here. Alright, so you go up to this house. And it's a, um... Single-story house. But, um, the windows are all boarded up. Doors are shut. But still you can hear the sound of, like, an old woman inside. Wailing. What do you do? Cole investigates. The doors are closed, and the windows are all boarded up. Like, boarded up good? Mm-hmm. Boarded up pretty good. That's like those wooden shutters. You know what I mean? All right, well, I guess, I mean, best bet we could... We're going to have to just try and breach the, the door. We should probably knock. Harrison just walks up to the door and knocks on it. Okay. You hear the sound stop from inside. You hear like shuffling. And all of a sudden, from the other side of the door, you hear, but like, you know, with the obvious Polish accent. Who is it? We're Americans, ma'am. You okay? I am fine. Americans, you say? Yes, ma'am. I am well. You don't sound well, ma'am. There is lots of death. Just my husband. 
But I have it, don't worry. You still got food and water, ma'am? Yes, I have plenty of food and water. Thank you very much. Well, ma'am, I'm sorry for your loss. A lot of us have lost a lot of things. I'm going to whisper to the rest of the guys, Hey, I think we should probably just uh, head down the road. I don't know if we're going to be much use here. Cole agrees. He says, I don't think we want any part of this. You think maybe she needs some help burying her husband, or is she just upset? Harrison, I love your heart, but I don't know. We don't even know what he died of. I guess you're right. I, I just feel bad for her. I feel bad for everybody. Yeah. But I don't think we're going to be any good here. So what do you do? Ma'am, do you happen to have any gas? No, I do not have any gas. Thank you for asking. We'll just be on our way unless you need help with anything. No, thank you. All right, let's get out of here. Harrison just, yeah, turns and walks, kind of shaking his head sadly. You guys start walking south down the road. And um, as you guys are walking away from the house, you see the door open. You look back, get about a couple hundred meters away from the house. That little old woman uh, open the door and step out. And she has a hunting rifle. And she's watching you as you walk down the road. As you guys get another hundred meters, turns back inside, closes the door. But before the door completely closes, we can see the old man who was talking about his horse tied up on the floor inside this house as the door shuts. The crazy old man we talked to six weeks ago or whatever. Yup. But you guys don't see it. Wait, he's tied up? Yup. I told you, if you meet the old lady, don't trust her. Don't trust her. <laughs> don't trust her. <laughs> As you guys continue on, as you guys are walking, you... you kind of see the tree line where the um, you know the Humvee is and you see another man there Harrison since you're the scout and I had you roll that recon roll for a reason before you guys get there you're like a few hundred meters away and like you kind of glance to the binoculars of that tree line and you see a gentleman there that you do not recognize he stops he seems to be talking to Doc he hands the binoculars to Cole. Mr. Cole, I, I don't know if I'm saying things, but I, I swear that there's there's somebody there talking to Doc that I don't recognize. Huh, interesting. I'll take a look. Anybody I recognize? Um, hmm, that's an interesting question. Um, roll me percentile. Ooh. I am 5% sure. I know who it is. You got a 5? <laughs> yeah, I got a 5 on a D100. Are you serious? Yeah. If this were Delta Green, that'd be great. 
Holy yeah. shit. Yeah, it really would be. No, I'm not even joking. I was literally like, I'm going to say there's like a 5% chance that Cole has met this <laughs> no. dude because of operations. No, dude, that I'm serious. Sense. Huh? That makes sense. Actually. I know it does. That's why I was like, holy fuck. This, I was like, eh, 5%. That like they actually had <laughs> met each other. Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, Cole. Um, You recognize him as the... Uh, Command and Control Officer from 3rd Cavalry, uh, Major Winkler. Major Winkler. Yeah. And you know him because you've, you know, had to be in communication with him before. Like, he's been in, like, intelligence briefings and whatever for, like, mission plans and shit like that. Because he's the guy who handles all the comms, essentially. And a whole bunch of other, you know, command control type shit. So, he's kind of in charge of all that. No relation to Henry. <laughs> 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 already put it in the chat no relation I almost used that <laughs> joke like a long time ago and I thought I was gonna get mocked for it so I didn't so anyway so yeah you guys are a few hundred meters to the north uh, when you see this you see him in there talking to Doc and at the vehicle actually I do know who that is okay how do you know who that is you know sometimes you just meet a lot of people and I kind of relay the information that I have on who it is or where I've seen them. You're an interesting man, Mr. Cole. Don't tell anybody. We are a little secret. Y'all think that maybe Murph won't be so damn grumpy when we get back? Not a chance in hell. All right, so you guys start walking towards the Humvee. I assume you do your standard call of the the woodland or the... Uh, <laughs> The pigeon. Yes. Common wood pigeon. <laughs> the common wood pigeon. The common wood pigeon. <laughs> and, um, yeah. So you come up on the Humvee, but as you're coming towards it, Doc looks over at you, Major. Oh, Major, this is the, the rest of our group I was telling you about. They look a little worse for wear, don't they? Uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. As you guys get closer, Doc's... Anyone wounded? You guys good? Not this time for once. Hey, um... So this is, uh... Captain Emmett. This is, uh... Major Winkler. Um... From, uh... Third Cavalry. Third Cav... Regimental G6. Um... Captain... Well, it says Peterson on your name tag. Captain Peterson? Oh, I'm sorry. Did I say Emmett? Peterson. Captain Peterson. Sorry. Peterson. That was a GM fault. I meant to say. Peter. That wasn't Doc's fault. That was GM's fault. <laughs> Apparently, he's really a captain then, huh? Captain Peterson, how, uh, how you boys been doing? Well, Major, we've basically uh, jumped from one shit show to the next. You look like you've fared a little better than the rest of us. I don't know about that. Well, you look a little less like dog shit than the rest of us. <sighs> Officer's got to keep up his appearance. It helps maintain morale. You know that, Captain. Yeah, this is an upkept appearance. <sighs> <laughs> this is Mr. Cole and um, Private Harrison. How do you do? Good to meet you, boys. Do, 
Do I know you from somewhere? Have we met? We have indeed met before. But that was all before everything went as it currently is. So, yeah. Hmm. I guess we've all chewed a lot of the same dirt and come across each other's paths once or twice. Yeah. How come y'all chew dirt? Harrison, just listen. Don't talk. Good to see you're still alive, sir. I wish I could recall where I've seen you from, but I'm glad you're alive as well. I was telling Doc here that um, I'd gotten separated. I was checking on advanced relay stations for comms and um, I got checking on my boys and uh, got separated. We got ambushed and it turned turned south real quick. And then I caught wind of this um, this uh, Abrams. It was headed south. I tried calling it and calling it on the radio and they didn't respond and I'm not about to walk up to them and I couldn't catch up to them but they came cruising down a little bit ago I was trying to catch them when I caught your signal I guess there's more of you is it school bus are, are, are there others coming I don't know what these call signs are I know they're not official so real quick point of order the Humvee is marked as second armored division so just want to point that out oh yeah yeah so Second Armor Division, you, were you boys with that tank? You, you're part of Second Armor Division, right? We are not, but that is our current objective: is to link back up with them. We've got a, we've got a soldier in Second Armor Division that we're trying to figure out how to get to him and if he's still alive. We've heard tale he's here to the southwest. We've hit different remnants of Second Armor Division from just northeast of Parju all the way to down here, and then we uh, actually had a. Smattering them up to the north. If you follow this road, there's some more derelict tanks up there. So, unfortunately, we've seen a lot of uh, the remnants of Second Armor Division, but we continue to track the ones that are active. And that's what brought us here. Well, it passed not too long ago. Uh, it was headed south. I don't know what. About a day ago. I wonder if that's the captain's boy. Captain, that's your son? That's who we're looking for. We're looking for Private Peterson. He was linked up with 2nd Armored Division, but basically all we have found in our travels is husk of what used to be 2nd Armored Division. Uh, Parju is where 2nd Armored Division was supposed to rendezvous, and Parju is crawling with bogeys. I hate that place. We we lost one of our own trying to get in there to secure the location. That's when we found out that it was overrun. Uh, he was our main link to 2nd Armored Division. Since then, we tried to travel with a group of refugees. They were headed to Krakow. And we have since lost them in the process. So, uh, if you're looking for a good place to die, you have found your crew. Well, I'm not looking to die, but the only reason I started headed north is because I heard your signal and heard some of your location and you were closer to link up with than that, that, the, the Abrams headed south and that damnedest thing. I don't know who's the tank commander is for them, but you believe he had longhorns on the front of that tank. 
some redneck just just put Longhorn straight onto that front of that tank. I don't even know where he got him from. Harrison, you 100% know that that is Keanu's tank. Wait, sir, did you say that there were Longhorns on that tank? Yeah, that's the damnedest thing I'd ever seen. I, I I know it's not regulation. I don't I don't know who the commanding officer is, but they, I guess they just let it slide given the the time we're in, you know. Captain Emmett, Captain Emmett. That's your boy. Or they, they that at least that's his tank. I know that. It, it, it was kind of, we all thought it was kind of cool that he had the horns on his tank. What do you mean that's his tank? The tank that he was in had them horns on the front. Harrison, I can't, I can't take you messing around anymore. Are you, are you serious? I am 100% serious. I, if you had a Bible, I'd put my hand... You know, I swear on my grandma's grave. Lieutenant Kim is the tank commander, and he has longhorns on it because he went to Jeremy. So he went to the University of Texas, and he named the friggin' tank Bevo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I... I didn't want to go into this much detail because screw you, T. <laughs> they ain't Arkansas. But the tank commander, Lieutenant Kim, went to University of Texas, that shithole, and so that's why they got the damn horns on the tank. That was the tank that Keanu was in. He was part of Lieutenant Kim's crew. 